0: Hello, welcome to Leading with Grace, the podcast for women going through separation and divorce. My name is Hio, and I'm your host. I'm a certified life and spiritual mastery coach, and here I get to show you how your divorce doesn't have to be devastating, but that actually it could be the means of greater discipleship with your Savior, Jesus Christ, as you connect with Him in a higher and holier way. Let me show you how. Hello, everyone. (laughs) are you all doing um i hope that wherever you are in your in your part of the world that you are seeking for christ in whatever aspect of your life that you are going through and to see his hand there and i i personally am so grateful that i get to practice this and there are some days that seems a little bit easier than other days but I love what Bonnie Corden said in her last general conference talk um, this past April. And she said this and I, it was so profound for me that I had to write it. And this is what she said, look for Christ everywhere. I promised he is there. Isn't that amazing? One of the things that I love to do with my clients is that I ask them to tell me some miracles and wins that they have experienced in their life, or actually I'm sorry, within the last Week since we've met. And most times they're able to recognize how they have seen the power of God in their life those last few days. And there are times where I'll have a client and they're like, I haven't seen any. And I know like that God is there, like He is. And that we just need to just harness our spiritual eyes, our spiritual hearts spiritual ears, to really see him in our life. Even when it seems like maybe we have disconnected from him, I promise he has not disconnected from each one of you. I have learned that for myself, that he loves us so much and loves you so much, no matter what what state that you are in, and that he will always be there for you. And I hope that more than anything, you can Borrow the testimony of Bonnie Corden when she says to look for Christ everywhere because he really is there. He is. All right. I just wanted to share with you kind of an experiment slash experience that I have been running these last few weeks a faith experiment. (laughs) A few weeks ago, I was really pondering upon my, my spiritual landscape. And maybe just kind of taking an inventory of it. And I knew that my my faith in my heavenly parents and in my Savior, Jesus Christ, was actually more than just faith. It was actually on a really deep knowing level. Like, I know God lives. I know he is there. I know that Jesus walked this earth that he suffered and died and was resurrected like I know that and how do I know that because they have revealed themselves to me and I cannot deny it but then I was comparing that with other aspects of my faith landscape and there were some aspects where I didn't have that deep knowing it was more on the border of faith and maybe some uncertainty and so of course Me and my human brain, I'm like putting myself into so much shame because it's like, I should know that this is true. I should have a knowing of this, you know, because I know that God is real and Jesus is real. And I was going through so much shame. And that was getting me nowhere because I was just feeling so horrible about myself. And I remember something that my coach once said to me that we are not our emotions. So in other words, words, just because I am feeling uncertain about some aspect of the gospel of Jesus Christ does not mean that I am an uncertain person. Just because I might have some doubts does not mean that I am a doubtful person. It's just an emotion that I am still who I am. And I am a daughter of God who knows her heavenly parents and her savior, Jesus Christ. And so I was thinking about Alma and his beautiful discourse on faith and what faith is. And I decided to take the chance and prove God herewith if he would open up the windows of heaven and to give to me the knowledge that I was desiring. And so I put it into a faith statement. And the faith statement was this, that I have faith in something and specifically in this case, it was actually about Joseph Smith and the first vision and that I really wanted to know, like I know God and Jesus, but I didn't have that deep knowing. And so I put into a faith statement and this is a faith statement that I have faith that Joseph Smith saw God, the father and Jesus Christ. And when I said that it, it felt better than shame. <laughs> but it felt so two-dimensional. It felt so incomplete. And I was pondering upon this feeling, like what was missing? And I came up with the second part of my faith statement, which was an I know statement. And this is what I mean, that I have faith in Joseph Smith, that he saw God, the father and Jesus Christ. And I know that God will reveal the truth of it to me. And when I said that, I could tell that I, that that was complete. And if it, it gave me such a feeling of hope and excitement that, oh my gosh, okay, God's going to reveal and give me knowledge about something. I have a seed of faith in a seed of, of, of just a tiny spe- seed without roots or, or sproutlings or anything like he's going to help me grow this seed. And this happened like three or four weeks ago. And I found myself like randomly, like saying this mantra, it became like this faith mantra. I don't even know if I should be calling it a faith mantra or faith statement. I'll let you guys decide what you want to call it. And so I noticed that when I'd be driving somewhere or running an errand, I randomly say in my mind, I have faith in Joseph. I have faith that Joseph Smith saw God the Father and Jesus Christ, and I know that God revealed the truth of it to me. And I found myself just saying this several times a day for several days, over the past couple weeks, two three weeks, and I noticed something that I was beginning to to like everything that I would listen to or read just randomly would mention Joseph Smith the first vision, and how that is relevant and related to gospel principles and topics that I have a deep knowing of. And now you might just call it coincidence, and it is, I call it divine coincidence. And at first, I'm like, oh, that's weird that that came up. But then it kept coming up over and over and over again in different aspects. And I realized that God was revealing the truth of it to me that he was helped me to grow this seed. He was using his own living water, his own sonship to grow this seed. And now my faith statement has turned into that I have faith that I know that Joseph Smith saw God the Father and Jesus Christ. And I also know that God will continue to reveal the truth of it to me. And I was just dumbstruck as to the increase of my faith in this one aspect of my life. And so I want to ask you, what are the aspects of your life? And we can just begin with your faith landscape, your spiritual landscape. What are the things that you know? What are the principles, doctrines, gospel, gospel features about God and Jesus and other aspects that, you know, you have a deep knowing of, and then what are the areas where you don't have that deep knowing now, before you go into the, go into, but I should know, I'm like, I'm going to rain you back from shame and guilt. No, you shouldn't know everything that's why we are here on this earth is to perfect our knowledge of god and our savior jesus christ and the working by his hands we're not meant to know everything and that is great news because it means that we get to always have this connection to god and to ask him for greater knowledge and wisdom i love in, in john chapter 7 verse 17 As I was reading it for Come Follow Me, it says that if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. All you have to do is put into action your faith, and you will come to know truth and knowledge. Isn't that amazing? And what was so interesting is on this same day, I found two more scriptures that said something very similar about how we will come to know for ourselves the knowledge of the Lord. And I just want to read these to you because they are so much fun. Okay, let's see if I can find them, right? (laughs) All right. Doctrine and Covenants, section 107, verse 30 and 31. Okay, this is specifically talking about the priesthood. And one of the the beautiful fruits of the priesthood is that we have access to knowledge. We have access to wisdom, that these are general keys that we have access to if we are willing to partake of it and to utilize it. And I'm going to read to you what it says in verse 30. The, all right. And, and I'm going to kind of start like on the second line. Um, let's see here. Well, no, I'll start from the beginning. The decisions of these quorums or either of them are to be made in all righteousness. Okay. So in other words, how do we access the power of God? All right. And that it is in holiness and lowliness of heart, meekness and long suffering and in faith and in virtue and knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness and charity. Because the promise is, and this is so amazing right here. If these things abound in you, so I'm going to change it was, it's actually in them, but I'm going to change it to in you, you shall not be unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord. I want you might to think about that? That seed of faith that you are willing to plant becomes a fruit of knowledge Of the Lord, I want you to consider the implications of that, and what that can do to your spiritual landscape of growing fruits in a place that seems dark and barren by simply beginning to believe, to tying it with what you know about God and your Savior Jesus Christ. Then there's one other area that was so awesome that was tied to this scripture and it is found in second peter chapter one verses three through five and i'm not going to read all of those verses to you <laughs> but i will read the last couple of verses here and it says and besides this giving all diligence add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to just like sit on that promise about abounding in these attributes of Christ. And what does it mean to be abound? It means plenty, abundance, overflow, run over, rise as a wave. That's it. Is it really that simple to come to know God? Is it really that simple to access what he knows? And I want to say yes Now, that doesn't mean that after you say your faith statement, the answer is going to come just like that. And sometimes it might, but I think sometimes he wants us to seek and search, but the answers are always there. And I'm so grateful that my seed of faith in the prophet Joseph Smith and in his first and the first vision is growing within my soul. That I can say, that, yeah, I have faith that I know. And I also know that God will continue to re- reveal the truth of it to me. That I will not be left barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so how is this relevant to where you're going, to what you are going through, especially if you're going through a separation and divorce there are aspects of your separation and divorce that is feel ve- that feels very uncertain. That can feel really scary. But as you are taking a moment to assess your spiritual landscape, I want you to identify one area that you want greater faith in. Is it going to be that you and your kids will be safe? that you and your children will be provided for, that you will come to a peaceful resolution and understanding with your ex. You have faith in that. And then I want you to take the second step and add it to what you do know about God. So it can sound something like, I have faith that I know that I will make the right decisions and that I know that God will reveal to me what those decisions are. I have faith that me and my kids will be taken care of, but financially, and I know that God will provide because he has provided in the past. So I want you to make your own faith statement. Now, if it is, I had a client and I had her do this and she sent me her seat of faith statement. And when I asked her how It felt, she's like, it feels scary and kind of hopeful. And so as I was pondering upon her seat of faith statement, I had her just tweak one word, just take one word out. And I said, how does that feel? She's like, that feels so good. That feels so exciting. That feels so hopeful. And I know that God will reveal if I only just look. So do you see how she took her faith statement and she connected it to what she knows about God? what he will do for her. And then you take that and it becomes kind of like a faith mantra, something I want you to repeat over and over again, to keep nourishing this seed, opening it to the well of living waters of Christ, to his own sonship. Let it begin to grow within you. And not only that, but to then look for the miracles, to look for the answers, because as Sister Bonnie Corden said, the Lord is everywhere. Jesus is everywhere. And that is a promise. I have found that out for myself. And I continue to receive knowledge from my heavenly father, that he is wanting me to learn, to grow, that he's pleased that I ask questions. He's pleased when I'm honest with, with my seeds of faith and to, and to recognize them and to label them. It's like, okay, this is a seed of faith. I don't have a knowing in it and it's okay. And I get to, I get to plant that in my soul and partner with Christ that he will help me to grow the seed of faith into a knowing. Because when you know, it makes all the difference, doesn't it? It changes your perspective. It it cleans up your spiritual glasses. You're able to see more. You're able to feel more. You're able to do more because of the knowledge that you have been given. And so I want to, I want to encourage you to do this, is to be courageous and create that faith statement connected to an I know statement. And if you, if you want any feedback or help in writing this out, I would be more than happy to help you. So send me an email. I'd love to hear from you and help you out in any way, because as women and as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are not meant to walk this path alone. We are here to strengthen one another, to uplift one another, because the more that we do that, the greater we are able to bless the lives of everyone around us and to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things and in all places, all right? So again, if you need help with this or if you, want, if you want help just going over your spiritual landscape, especially if you're going through a separation and divorce, I want you to reach out to me today and to book an intro call. And also just to let you know, I have a women's support group called Women at the Well. And it is here that I am able to, to bring other women going through separation and divorce and to provide spiritual support for you so that you can have a more clear connection with your savior, Jesus Christ, and with your heavenly father, as you're navigating these uncertain waters and to walk this journey because you're not meant to do it alone. And I promise just as it says in Moses chapter six, abide in me and I in you, therefore walk with me. Let Christ walk with you. It doesn't matter what you feel like your shortcomings are or that you don't feel worthy. You are always worthy of his love and his time. All right. I will talk to you again later. Bye. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to this podcast today. And if you are an LDS woman going through separation and divorce, I invite you to my free women's group called Women at the Well. And you can find the link in the show notes. And here, we harness our discipleship by asking and receiving personal revelation, seeing and recognizing the power of God through everyday miracles, and to walk the covenant path through a greater conversion with Jesus Christ.